0: Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is Pet O. Pet O. How was your weekend?
1: Very not bad.
0: Very not bad. Wonderful. Well, I know that you want to talk about that. It's gonna be hard to talk about this without giving anything away, but uh how was Halloween Kills?
1: I I dug the shit out of it. I really, did really you? did. Um, I'm not a fan of the Halloween franchise. Uh, it's definitely of the big three if we talk about Freddy, Jason, uh, Michael Myers. Halloween is at the way bottom of the list; doesn't even come close. I'm much more of a Friday the third, or I'm sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street type guy. Um, those are the that's the franchise I grew up on. That's the aesthetic that I I like. Um, lots of nudity, lots of surreal, dream logic stuff, uh, kick ass soundtrack. You know, um, Halloween movies don't have a lot of titties. You know they're kind of
0: uh <laughs> some. Eh,
1: not, not they don't do it nearly as well as Friday the Thirteenth and, and Nightmare on Elm Street do. Uh, yeah, I just never I never liked the Halloween movies. You know I've seen probably I didn't even see the one that came right before this one.
0: Oh um, really? You did? Not, yeah, you didn't I didn't see that one.
1: No, the, I, I've i seen. um I, I saw the number six, the one with Paul Rudd. I saw that in the theater when I was a kid. I saw H two O in the theater. Um, you know with josh hartnett and Jamie lee curtis and then i saw the first rob zombie one like a roommate got a bootleg of it and then i found out that the cut that i saw wasn't even the right cut like there was a different cut or something um i did see resurrection which is like the found footage or like the the webcam one yeah and then um when all those sucked i mean none of them are great like like h2o and like the one before it with Paul Rudd weren't terrible, but it was just like, I don't know, whatever. Um, but this, I thoroughly enjoyed. I really, really did. Um, it was brutal. It was entertaining enough. I walked into it not necessarily knowing what was happening. I mean, I knew the general story, but like, like I said, I hadn't seen Halloween 2018. Was able to pick up more or less what was going on and uh, enjoyed it. I would have done the ending a little bit different. Uh, I would have ended it basically on the same note, but the uh the final battle I probably would have shot differently, but other than that like i I, I dug it I really did what yeah. about you I,
0: I i felt very much the same way um and feel very much the same way. I'm also not a huge Halloween fan I mean, yeah, it's classic or whatever, but like it's just not it's just like the body it's there's not that much of a body count in all the movies like it's a right. of story and it's kind of stupid. And
1: I love John Carpenter, but if I had to pick like my top five John Carpenter movies, Halloween would not be in there, and it would barely okay. make the top ten. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: I agree with you. Yeah. I, I don't think I would put Halloween in there either. Um, you know, and like I said, it's classic. Don't get me wrong. I just I feel like it's very overhyped. Um, you know, and as a series in general, um, I mean, it's it's okay. It's just that, I, you know, if it's on, I'll put it on. But I never go out of my way to watch it anymore because I've seen it so many times. And maybe that's just it. Um, I did see the 2018 version. Um, actually, I saw H2O at the drive-in as a kid. Um, but I haven't watched it as an adult. And, like, I can't sit down and watch it as an adult. Like, I don't. I've tried. And I get bored. <laughs> and I, can't. As much as I love Jamie Lee Curtis and I love that they kind of went back to it. But it doesn't matter now because I have these movies. I like Halloween 2018 for what it was, um, but it's pretty forgettable. This one is not that way, I don't think. I don't think this one's forgettable at all. I think this is my my favorite of the entire franchise, including the original. You know, I feel like the entire series, the entire franchi- franchise, the only thing they've ever talked about when it comes to Michael Myers is basically how he's like this embodiment of evil, and I just never saw that. I mean, he just never seemed that way until this movie, and... I appreciated the heck out of it, and so I've seen a lot of people complain about the plot. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't watch a slasher movie for the plot, and uh, I watch it for the slashes. And there's lots of slashing, <laughs> so it, it it delivered. I was I was super excited. I mean, leaving the theater, I was super happy. I didn't give a shit about the plot. It didn't matter anyway. It moved so fast, you know. Um, but you know, I I am petitioning the world um you know if you've seen it to create a prequel Mm. strictly based on the characters of big john and little john i want to know their story i want to know how they met like i love these characters i love them and i want (sighs) to know their story how did you meet how did you enter the myers house what happened who are you you know i could
1: i could i could at least write some fan fiction about their first
0: night together
1: together and with with a with a dinosaur or something it's not the same
0: thing (laughs) <laughs> know, to include okay.
1: dinosaurs in this in this fucking prequel okay. uh,
0: but i liked it i really enjoyed it um you know it was it was a good time so yeah <laughs> can i
1: read i just you know what i was not even planning on doing this as like a uh as like a a, a skit for the show but like this one somebody that i'm friends with on facebook and i might even i might even unfriend them after this but I, I usually let people say their piece but this is what this guy wrote and i just want to read part of it Because hey, hold on is
0: it spoiler free
1: is yes it, i know and it if it. it's not you know oh, this
0: one's hard not to spoil
1: well i don't i mean it this one's really hard not to spoil i don't know i guess it depends on what the spoiler is like do you, you know that there's a third one like this was part of a trilogy so like you know there's another one like (laughs) i don't know okay i don't
0: i don't think it's so much that you know if michael dies or not because obviously it doesn't it's about who else oh yeah okay
1: yeah all right so uh anyway here's this guy's review unsolicited posted on facebook but i screen grabbed it and sent it to my friends uh this was a terrible movie i was bored out of my mind let's see pathetic dialogue slow as heck pointless scenes lame kills and woke crap up the wazoo The whole Michael trying to kill Laurie gag is pretty old by now. This this franchise needed a new concept or a fresh start in order to stay alive. The worst part is the writing, which I would so fucking disagree with. Uh, I I haven't seen such a bad script in a long time. He should read one of mine. I'm not expecting a plot that will touch my soul, but I paid to see Michael kill. Instead, I got a bunch of old people trying to be superheroes. A a three-female generation of failures. And the saga of a gay couple's love nest. If I hear someone say, Little John, one more fucking time, I'm going to stab someone. Also, there is an insane scene of a mob confusing one one short, frumpy Danny DeVito looking like lunatic for the Michael Myers. It's so ridiculous. It's like if you confuse Lizzo for Nicki Minaj. Not only you need glasses, but you are insane. By the way by the way, Michael hates LGBTQs and old folks now. Instead of killing horny teenagers, Michael perfectly checks off his new twenty twenty one Hollywood agenda list so he gets a theatrical release.
0: Wow. So no, I had,
1: I and this person like i was like dude like well,
0: you definitely need to like nobody needs that fucking negativity in their life <laughs> don't, don't, come, don't come on the internet and talk shit about big john and or little john because i will come for you okay first of all second of all again i went to go watch a slasher movie and that's what i got and if you're expecting more than that after the fucking cult of the thorn storyline
1: <laughs> exactly if you're a dumb shit well, I, mean, and, come and on. I think that's what helped me is that that's that was my entry point into the series is watching oh, uh, paul rudd with a british accent as tommy doyle try to defeat michael myers with magic rocks so like if that's uh-huh. where i come into halloween anything else from that is, <laughs> is, is, is just yeah it's just like whatever um so yeah i uh i don't know what kind of reverence people hold these franchises in like i didn't like the nightmare on elm street remake so you know oh, what I did? I, I went I home.
0: Everybody agrees with that.
1: Yeah, I, I just went home and I watched a new nightmare and Nightmare on Elm Street two and then Nightmare on Elm Street three and Nightmare on Elm Street four. Like I, I love those movies and like no matter what they do, it's not going to erase like how awesome the original series was, which wasn't even awesome all the time, you know. um, It's it, and
0: it wasn't. I and as somebody that you know, Freddy's my favorite. Like I don't like Halloween two. I don't. Halloween. I don't like Nightmare on Elm Street two. Really. I don't like that one. No. Well, you're not oh. a closeted
1: gay man, so you don't appreciate it the way. That's that I
0: true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, wow. I've
1: have danced around my bedroom with fucking Elton John sunglasses on, you know, singing into singing into a brush before.
0: Uh, wow. we've, we've all been not there. A, I think if you were closeted before, you're definitely not now. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <Yeah>. saying, Never Have
1: <laughs> I two is definitely my favorite. Well, no i did not like that two one. three four I... is like my favorite run you know i'd have to honestly say new nightmare might be my favorite just because of what it attempts it swings for the fucking fences man i love that,
0: that was and it, and it did a good job it did a really good job doing it um mm-hmm. i like new nightmare but like i really liked freddy's dead the final nightmare and i'm not a lot of people like that one but it was is so that fucking the 90s,
1: corny the 90s one with breckenmeyer
0: oh i don't know who. The fuck he's in a video game well. on the comic yep. book one yeah yeah that one um. No, the comic book one wasn't in that one. I don't think. I think that was in uh. Like five four and six. Five.
1: No, but definitely wasn't four. I know. I know two, three, four like the back of my hand. One I know pretty well, but I just don't revisit it enough. Five and six are the two that I'm least familiar with, and
0: okay. then New,
1: New Nightmare I know pretty well too. Yeah. But,
0: I, uh, and the, but the remake, the remake was shit. That was awful. Yeah. Uh, but I agree, Freddy's Freddy's definitely the better slash. I and mean, come on now, it's creative. It's funny. It's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. How could you not like that over fucking anybody else? And Jason's okay, but it's it, it all, it, you see one Friday the 13th movie, you've seen them all. Yeah. He kills people at camp. Well, it, that it, was until he, until he goes to Manhattan and then also until he goes to space. So you mean, you mean
1: Vancouver? <laughs> yeah. I
0: oh, well, I'm sorry. That one,
1: I, I I had seen Jason goes to hell in the theater and that was my entry point in the series. So that was what I thought Friday the 13th movies were. And then, which is like a super stylized action movie. And then when I went back and I watched the actual series, I was very disappointed um, Yeah, because I, Jason goes, oh, that's just what I thought the tone was. That's what I thought the energy level was. And I, I really love that movie. And uh, nope, <laughs> that's, that's not what the majority yeah. of the franchise the, is.
0: The best know. one out of Friday the 13th is number one. And then after that is number three. Number one's the best one because it wasn't really a horror movie, right? It had a big twist at the end. And so, you know, that's that's what made it. But if if you – chances are you're not going to be able to watch the first movie brand new with no expectation whatsoever. You know what I mean? Now we're so far removed from from the first movie with Jason that – you know you're not going to get that same aha moment that people got when they first saw that movie um but you know that's probably the first one and then number three is the better one and then i really don't give a shit about the rest um but anyway anyway horror movies um (laughs) if you want to hear more about horror movies i'll be starting a horror movie podcast soon so uh, i'll let you guys know when that happens um nice that's super exciting i know super exciting um we're poly it's
1: okay i i give you my full blessing (laughs)
0: i don't know if i'm gonna oh i'm breaking stuff at my house i don't know if i'm gonna do it with another person or not i think they're just gonna be kind of short and just kind of me talking about movies by myself just something easy i can do and and put out there and you know people seem to want to hear what i have to say about it so uh i'll keep you sure. guys in the loop on when that happens but anyway what else did you do with your weekend
1: uh one more thing i want to talk about is uh saturday we went and we saw kiss so um that was a lot of fun and i uh, did,
0: did you kiss them
1: no, they were very far away. Uh, me and my son painted our faces. Uh, I gave him the option to. I, I didn't make him. But I said, look, you know this is this might be the last time that they tour or the last time that we see them. And I'm not going to make you paint your face. But if you don't, 10, 15 years from now, you might regret it. So, But I'll leave it up to you. And he was like, all right, fine. So we painted our faces. And a bunch of weird Kiss fans came up and talked to us all night and um yeah so that that That's was it I, I definitely wanted to mention this though because uh i've only had our listeners reach out to me personally like on twitter about two things um my love for transport and my love for kiss so <laughs> I, I, if people don't reach out to me to talk about like ufo's or the paranormal <laughs> it's always like right <laughs> like oh you like chicks with dicks oh you like kids what? so um i just wanted to give a shout out to my demographic <laughs> and say what's up guys uh you're cool too and uh, i took my kid to see kiss so there you go
0: <laughs> But did he, did he enjoy himself did he have a good time was he into it
1: yeah yeah he dug it and uh
0: yeah yeah my kid isn't um she's not into the things that i'm into so well, like, you kinda, i don't know i haven't taken her to a concert yet well this was outdoors
1: we had bought lawn seats uh, initially and um oh my god i'll bring this up we had we had bought lawn seats initially and um you know in a lot of these situations like the concerts don't sell out but they right. want to fill the pavilion seats so they'll kind of give away pavilion seats to people in the lawn and um i was buying uh our overpriced kiss t-shirts while my wife was going to get the lawn chairs that we had rented to sit on the lawn and someone from the venue saw her with my son who had Paul Stanley makeup on and gave us free pavilion upgrades so we got to go and and sit in the pavilion closer to the stage which I'm I'm totally glad we did I don't know why at the age of 40 I'm still even considering buying fucking lawn seats I'm just being cheap again but uh (laughs) we definitely were better off in the pavilion and there was this chick in front of us that like must have been some kind of sex worker which i am not passing judgment on but like she had on like like like, garters and then panties and then like a leather like halter top with her with like cupcake boobs like way too tight and like her boobs were spilling on the top and it was all like black leather and like chain and when we're all sitting there, because they don't have an opening band, Kiss has this dude come out that like paints shit on stage. So, like, everybody's sitting for the opening act, right? And then, you know, Kiss comes out and, you know, they, or the lights go down and they say, you know, the hottest, you, you wanted the best, you got the best, the hottest band in the world, Kiss. Everyone jumps up, they kick it into Detroit Rock City and this chick jumps up. And for the first time, we're all seeing what she's wearing. And she is like directly in front of my son, like three rows in front. There's no one. In the in like sitting in front of him, but there's people around us, and he goes, Oh my god,
0: <laughs> and,
1: I posted a picture of it on my Twitter because my wife took a picture. He's like, Look at that horror, and uh, we were just all fucking laughing our asses off because he could not believe what he was fucking seeing. And I mean, he's I mean, I'm, I can I can remember being like in eighth grade and going to an auto show and seeing like the, the car girls for the first time, and it was the first time that I was ever around like a really hot woman in a bikini like you see pictures of them but you're never like around them you know what I mean and like going to like the the auto show and being like oh my god like she's right there like I could take a picture with her and stuff and it was kind of like the same thing with him like I don't think he's ever seen anything like that like real life in front of him well I
0: I don't know what you mean because I'm not a a pre-pubescent boy but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah, that's it a was very apropos for
1: a kiss concert i'll say that yeah,
0: that's, that's okay hey that's yeah. all right i'm glad that uh it sounds like you guys had a really good time so that sounds fun
1: yeah so that was that That was cool. my wife's birthday too so happy birthday jill
0: oh happy birthday jill wow uh, that's, that's right it. it was her birthday i saw that i'm just i've had a weird weekend myself i went to um i went to uh we had our uh halloween festival and in, in halloween town ohio basically it's fairborn ohio And, um, you know, it's always a good time. And and it was. It was a good time. There was a lot less going on. They didn't do it last year. um, But my friend Cherish owns the Secret Chamber House of Oddities and Artwork right there on the main strip. Um, She did do an event of sorts last year because it is her anniversary. Um, The festival always falls during her anniversary weekend or week or whatever for opening her her store. And um, so she had an event last year, but there was no festival. And usually the festival is huge and there's lots of people. Now, there was lots of people and it was pretty big um uh, but we went and uh it was a pretty good time it was a good time we um you know there were some performers there there was this um there was this guy who i don't know he was making like he was like parodying he wasn't par parodying i can't say it parody parodying I can't say it Pirouetting. when you make a, you make a parody of something parroting parrot par- yeah, par- i can't say it. i don't know why there was a guy making fucking synth music outside dressed as a fucking elvis skeleton it was pretty legit okay and, uh, and then my my friends did uh you know my friends do they're part of this group called sage fire They're fire dancers they did their performance outside it was pretty neat oh that's cool the highlight though of my weekend was that i acquired this is going to sound weird but i acquired my first human remain this weekend
1: wow my first
0: person yep i have one rib bone i don't know anything about it Mm. i don't know where it came from i don't care i don't know how old they were it doesn't matter to me um i'm excited about it no human remains are fucking difficult to get a hold of like you don't you don't just fucking come upon human remains and if you do like they're super expensive again so my friend owns this this shop and she sells all kinds of stuff like that and uh you know i walk in there and she's like oh look at this and i was like oh my gosh my weird little heart did a backflip i was so excited so i get this uh i get this human rib okay and it was great um and i'm super stoked about it and we leave okay and we leave and i didn't drive my car but we took my car and so uh will was driving my friend will was driving my car and uh while we're driving home the brakes went out on my car (laughs) And I don't know if it's related to the fact that I just took home a human rib. Um, I, I have no idea. But not just that. So, like, the brakes are going out on my car. And Will's attempting to get the car back on. They go completely out. Um, it's getting fixed as we speak. But, um, you know, while he's driving my car, he also receives a phone call that his mother-in-law was carrying his child into the home, into his home and or whatever, and she tripped and fell on top of the baby and Whoa. i was like what the fuck like literally back to back oh so we went God. there the baby's fine the mom Good. she she completely destroyed her wrist though she had to get surgery on it mm. and uh you know whatever but it was just weird i was like holy shit dude just all day i just felt so out of sorts and weird and not good and even though i should have been having a great time don't get me wrong i had a great time at the festival but it was just hard for me to get too excited about it i've just been in this weird funk lately but uh yeah it was strange so like i said i don't know if having this human bone is why but um i'm just gonna say that it's not it's absolutely not that it's cursed or haunted or anything like that so i'm excited about it but that was pretty much my weekend and then sunday i just fucking got drunk and watched king of the hill
1: (laughs) hey man all right
0: (laughs) my my my
1: son started Uh yo-yoing (laughs)
0: uh-huh
1: so now like whenever he's doing it i always like text my wife bobby hill pictures because it seems (laughs) like such a bobby hill thing to do
0: (laughs) fucking yo-yo (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> only if you think bobby hill is like a terrible character or something and comparing your kid to that is like terrible but
0: well that's true i do really like bobby hill but right like uh you know sometimes you just gotta fuck it and just say fuck it and get drunk and watch king of the hill man i mean
1: yeah that's, that's good time
0: but um anyway so yeah that was uh basically my weekend and and my week like i said um i am gearing up for this horror podcast i've got lots of fun things coming up crypticon crypticon's still going on um the weekend right before thanksgiving so about a month from now actually i think almost to date a month from now so that's super fucking exciting um yeah do you have anything else to share about your weekend or should i get into the news
1: no um i'm gonna be at game hall this uh upcoming weekend and uh the what is that the 20 something to the 20 22nd through the 24th uh, uh tobias whalen is going to be there we'll be there unofficially i'll be wearing my or like we're not there like promoting our our paranormal endeavors maybe they're playing games like fucking dorks but uh yeah so after that i am coming back and it'll be all attention on crypticon but um I have to get, get get through Game Hole first. That's my one. I have to, I can only plan one outing to meet internet friends at a time. So
0: <laughs> we'll get
1: through, get through this weekend and then I'll be all over that crypto account shit. But I'm definitely stoked about that too.
0: That's, so. no, that's super exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you get to meet, uh, Kobe.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be neat. I don't know. We're going to, we're going to hook up on Saturday for a little bit and just see what we can see. And, uh, sure. it'll be cool. I got my, i already uh know what i'm gonna be wearing i got my on wednesdays we talk weird shirt in the mail this week oh, and i gotta yeah? say i got i didn't get the fanny pack yet but i got the shirt and i gotta say this it's way better quality than the fucking kiss shirt that i spent like three times as much on at the concert
0: oh is so, that right
1: yes so if you want high quality t-shirts don't buy kiss shirts buy on wednesday we talk weird shirts and those things i I can already tell this kiss shirt's gonna last me like two washes i'm gonna use it to wipe my dick off after sex and that'll be the end of it you know uh on wednesday we talk weird shirts look like they can handle all kinds of fucking
0: all the bodily fluids (laughs) all kinds of
1: weirdness you know what i mean is gonna have some tales to tell
0: well you know that's Mm -hmm. what it's i can't wait to get the fanny pack yet that's you bought them both together didn't you
1: i'm pretty sure i did i almost want to go back now that i'm thinking of it i almost want to go back and check my uh check my order because i it it was weird they didn't both come at once right it
0: it might be and it might not be i mean i guess i would check it but i'm that kind of paranoid person but um yeah I'll, i'll look into
1: that but uh
0: no that's cool i'm excited yeah. i'm excited that you got it i've got i was uh actually i was going through my clothes yesterday i've got two of the booby shirts and i have one on wednesdays we talk weird shirt and uh i need to get a jersey double i need to just buy one you know all of them um there should be actually new merch dropping very soon um some very exciting stuff so um i've been talking with a a specific artist who's been making a lot of things uh, in the way of design and stuff like that so really exciting stuff coming up there um and then of course i I know i said that we're supposed to be debuting this uh hotline thing this week but that was before like that, that was before i had depression and stuff so um but it's still there it's still open i still want you guys to call and uh you know completely forgot about that do you have depression maybe you have depression and you want to tell us about it um call us at uh 77359 weird and uh offer still on the table we're still doing the damn thing just i just like i said life happens whatever it's my show i do whatever i want i can completely destroy the hotline so you better get your fucking calls in before i do i don't know i think i'm threatening the fans now (laughs) call us or else um but no really uh you know share your spooky stories, share your theories about things topic suggestions things you want to hear us talk about um maybe you want pat to talk more about kiss and and chicks with dicks i don't know you know um you know <laughs> which i will what he well he will, enough, <laughs> <I> will. <laughs> you know just let us know
1: <laughs> people are getting that shit for free around here these days <laughs> uh speaking of scary stories don't you have a uh something coming up this week
0: do i have something uh, on
1: thursday
0: week? oh yeah that's right see i don't even know what's happening with my own life anymore thank uh, you um yeah actually uh on thursday the what is that the 21st yep thursday the 21st i will be doing another crypto um we're going to be sharing some some super spoopy tales which if you like this episode you'll definitely like that um i'm not sharing an episode from this episode here uh you know over there so i'm sharing something completely different but we're just going to be talking about um personal experiences that we've had with the paranormal or anything in particularly scary it's actually a great panel um i know that the chicks from paranormally blonde are going to be on there of course it's greg from all the weird that's hosting it um greg morley's great so definitely check that out you can find all the all the clubhouse information underneath my link tree can find my page directly you can follow me it'll notify you whenever i'm i'm doing that so um super exciting love clubhouse i do.
1: I might actually i mean i i usually listen to those but if uh if i end up listening this thursday i may participate as well uh-huh. since anyone that listens to this show knows that i have an abundance an embarrassment of spooky stories that have happened to me so <laughs> i'm sure i can dust one off
0: sure absolutely yeah Yeah. i mean i think that would be just fine so i mean we'll all be there but uh yeah that's this thursday the 21st october 21st um i think that's the only thing i really have to plug right now i got a lot of stuff planned um i do have a lot of different shows that i'll be appearing on and things like that that i definitely want you guys to check out um you know check out my buddies over at the, the bloody bits horror show podcast especially if you're excited about me doing podcasting um about horror movies that's what they do all the time and i will be going back on the show very soon um but i I talked about uh we did a show on cannibal Holocaust, and um people really seem to like it because you guys are sick, yeah. but that's fine. I love you for it, so <laughs> go check that out also <laughs> um I think that's my last plug for the week um I don't really have like news news, but I do have something that I wanted to discuss a little um little hot take little discussion here sure. um Jimmy Lovato has been like all about aliens lately. Yeah, so you know where this is going yeah um, i uh
1: have you watched okay i'm gonna let you do your thing. no
0: i have Sorry. not i've not watched it i've not i'm not probably not going to to be honest with you um but she recently came out and she is mad because she says that we it's rude for us to call aliens aliens because that's derogatory we should call them ets now listen i'm not sure who demi lovato thinks she is i usually really like the girl I'll be honest with you, I don't give a shit about many celebrities at all in general and she's still one of them but i've never had a reason to not like her before but when you try to speak on behalf of somebody else's race or ethnicity or species as a white person like you are absolutely not supposed to do that like that is not okay like that's the most racist shit that you can possibly do like so she comes out she says that aliens derogatory because we use it to mean negative things it was always a negative term and we just need to kind of get rid of that one pat what do you think about that
1: she is so fucking hot like crippling crippling beauty i i well, first like saw her
0: talking about being pc and you're like oh boobies
1: i first saw her on will and grace and i had no idea who she was and i was like who the fuck is that and whoever i was with at the time was like that's demi Lovato. i'm like i don't know who that is and they were like are you fucking whatever <laughs> whatever they called me at the time i won't say but uh and i had to look her up because i i had no idea who this woman was um my god My God, she is I I don't get goofy over celebrities, like attractive celebrities or anything like that. I I wasn't someone that like grew up watching Baywatch and shit like that. Um she's one of the most attractive females alive on this planet today. And I say that in front of you and everyone that's listening. I don't know who you are that are listening right now, but chances are Devin Lovato is more attractive than you. I'm sorry. Uh that being said, I don't like her new haircut and I don't like the show. All right um it's it's i I appreciate where she's coming from i appreciate her interest in the subject and i think it's nice whenever the paranormal you know all we had for the longest time was sammy hagar when it came to rock stars endorsing uh aliens and and all that stuff right (laughs) the only thing we had was sammy hagar and his goofy fucking story from 1970 um so having her get involved and claim to be an experiencer and this TV show, all, all good things, all things in the right direction. Um, but when I actually sat down to watch the show, and it was edited and ha- had the same style as, like, an episode of The Bachelor or something, it was very, like, goofy reality show. We're all going to go to Joshua Tree. We're, like, three friends on a trip, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. That's when I feel like there might be a disconnect, and I'm just too old to get it right like this is not um this is not sightings for this generation right my generation growing up we had unsolved mysteries we had sightings we had shows like that right and this is not the equivalent of that the, the, this is not geared towards me this is geared towards 17 year olds and and 20 year olds or something is it effective like that maybe i don't i don't but i am the wrong motherfucker to ask i have no idea um so i I, i'm a fan of her i'm and grace she was really hot um this whole thing now i just walk away from and say i don't know now with her wanting to pick fights about fucking words to use once again don't ask a fucking forty-year-old white guy to weigh in on that shit, because you know what I'm going to fucking say. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is like, Whatever. Uh, no, no, no. I'll tell you what. Whatever the aliens say they want to be called, I'll call them. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Right?
0: Hey, I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> when the aliens,
1: but when the aliens make a statement saying you can no longer call us aliens, you now have to refer to us as fucking whatever, whatever, whatever. I will try my best yeah. <laughs> to remember that and and get that out and i'll probably fuck it up for about 18 months but and then eventually i'll get used to it and i'll use the proper pronouns you know and it'll be all good but yeah don't ask a four-year-old white guy what he thinks yeah. about this fucking topic <laughs>
0: yeah <Sorry>. i uh <laughs> right i mean it's no it's a weird thing and i just like that is not the shit we need to be talking about You're like, fighting let me tell you.
1: it's ridiculous yeah
0: right, let me tell you something advanced life doesn't give a shit about these to them this stuff is petty like if we take the stories of like injured cold as truth you know what they say is like they don't fight about shit like this like they got over this a long time ago and they're way past that so i mean if the aliens are offended by being called aliens then they need to say something they need to come out and have a whole press conference and be like we're aliens and uh and uh, we want to be called this. And I tell you what, nobody's gonna give a shit what they want to be called. They're just gonna be so, you know, either thrilled or spooked or terrified or whatever that there's aliens. You know, <laughs> nobody's gonna care. Uh, we'll call them whatever the fuck you want. But it was just ridiculous. I mean, why even say anything like that? It's just so weird.
1: Well, because I mean, she's <laughs> trying to present herself as listen. If if she is to be believed, which I'm willing to believe her, that she had this experience, then her desire to go public about it maybe first of all maybe she's a fucking cia shell i have no idea anytime like this is this is weird positioning for her right um but it's it's keeping her in the press it's keeping her in the public spotlight this could be just another pivot you know what i mean like remember when the when the kardashians used to come out with iphone apps or or makeup lines every fucking six months and they'd make another 100 million dollars or something you know this could just be another branding thing to get herself known as some kind of weird spiritual leader or something i have no idea maybe she had a genuine experience and she's wrestling with it and she's doing it in the public eye i can identify with that I, I get that she's not necessarily she doesn't know how to process it she doesn't know what to say what to believe but you know and but she's got this platform and she wants to make the most of it look at everything tom DeLong did you know what i mean we're like he he Tried to, and I made the Sammy Hagar joke earlier. You know who Sammy Hagar is? Yes, he was the second singer for Van Halen. He, for the longest time, he's claimed to have alien experiences, and he has an abduction story in his in an autobiography that he released like in the nineties. He talks about an abduction experience he had in the seventies. So, like, I mean, there's been people over the years that have been famous or semi-famous and and have had these stories and gone public with them, and you know it's weird to see them try to get involved and lend their celebrity to it because it's such a hard thing to nail down in general no one can really agree if you look at like all the like look we can't even agree what to call the texas chupacabra right yes,
0: <laughs> like that's true
1: like it's hard okay. it's, it's hard to like it's like herding cats it's hard to get like a movement to like head in one coherent direction and have everyone be on board with that. So whenever you get these people that like try to re- lend their celebrity status and lend their stuff to go do it, you know, everyone's going to talk about how they're making a fucking mistake or they're doing it the wrong way. Look at Tom DeLong. Now look at Demi Lovato. Um I don't know. I I guess any attention she brings, any any kind of reaching across the aisle that she does that turns more non-believers into believers, isn't that a positive thing? you know what i mean Mm -hmm. if she if she does this goofy fucking show as badly edited and packaged as it is and it changes the mind of a thousand teenage girls to be more receptive to the the idea of life outside of this exist you know human existence or whatever isn't it a good thing
0: i i i I agree you know i agree with that to a degree it just it makes it difficult because we've got two We kind of have two different people in this community and uh we've got you know the actual investigators and researchers and then we have the entertainers and um sometimes you're both and that's hard and you know it's either you're leaning towards one side or you're leaning towards the other and if you lean too far towards the wrong side of it um then you are hurting you know the 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 actual science behind it right and uh and and i you know there's a lot of debate of you know over this a lot within this type of community and um you know with the demi lovato stuff i mean is her story genuine i don't know guys i, I haven't i have watched it i don't fucking know you know i'm not gonna tell you what i think about it because i don't know anything about it um but you're right is it exposure sure sure and some of those weird kids are gonna grow up to be weird adults and maybe they're gonna dig a little bit deeper and they're gonna realize that that story's total bullshit um, but sometimes they just kind of follow whatever it is anybody has to say you know their their idols have to say about it without actually doing the work and then you got these morons going around making a mockery of, of the field and that kind of hurts a little bit more because it kind of keeps it away from being taken seriously you know and, and that's hard um but you know i don't know i'm not the one that dictates it i don't write the rules for the community but You know, I I think a lot of people would agree with that. You know, that it it has has both.
1: I think there's lots of damaging personalities in "quote unquote" the field. I think there's lots of different character types that are doing more harm than good, and they don't all come across. They're 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 not all you know attractive twenty nine year old girls that used to be on Barney and Friends. You know, um, I, I don't think she's the worst thing in the world. I think. That, you know <laughs> if i mean I, I don't want to pick out who i think public enemy number one is when it comes to this kind of shit i think it, it's more likely the people that shut down ideas in general it's the gatekeepers uh you know the neckbeard gatekeepers that want to fucking you know dox you because you say that bigfoot's an angel or some shit like i don't know fucking who's on what side of what yeah but they're I, I just, yeah i think anyone that's if you're trying to shut down the sharing of ideas then you are the enemy i think if you have goofy ideas then you're just goofy and you know and anything that leads to discourse is not necessarily a bad thing because in the end good ideas you know float to the top but as long as you're facilitating conversation and you're talking and you're exchanging information and ideas i think you're okay I think you're okay. I think it's when you get to the people that want to shut, take the mic away from others. You know what I mean? I think those are the bad guys. Those are the ones we, you know, it's like, not everyone's a Nazi. Can't keep calling people Nazis unless they're fucking Nazis. We got to realize who the bad guys are and focus our sights on them and not pick fights with everybody around us. That's different or disagrees with what we think. Okay. And I don't think Demi Lovato is necessarily a Nazi. I, I don't think she's the bad guy here um maybe i don't agree with the way she goes about things and you know eh, some of it's kind of fucking stupid and annoying and like once again i'm 40 i'm old you know what i mean and she's definitely has a different demographic than that sure and i guess i kind of I, i could appreciate that you know and i could see the benefit in bringing that demographic to this side of you know the conversation um but i guess that's where i'm at with it you
0: know i mean I, you know at least it is getting some type of exposure you know I, I i know what you mean i just feel like enough people believe in this kind of stuff that it we're to the point now to where we don't, we don't have to just be like who cares people are talking about it we don't have to be that way anymore um i, I think that you know as investigators now it's our responsibility to really bring good credible information to the table to be like, okay, cool. You're looking at us. Great. Here's why you should take us seriously. um You know, and that's that's our jobs. But but then it really stops there. I mean, I don't give a shit. Watch whatever you want. I don't care. You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, I really don't care. Listen to whatever you want. Listen to whoever you want. Subscribe as to the podcast. To. Make sure you listen. To as those, long as okay. you're listening to my, po- yeah, it's our it's our podcast. um You know, and uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about the uh, Demi Lovato's? Um, what do you think about our show? You watched it have you uh what do you think about the term uh aliens do you think that it's a good idea um you know what you can do about it you can call 773 sure for show hosting um but uh no <laughs> really i mean it's silly i think it's i think it's silly on a personal level i think it's really ridiculous that she's saying that um <laughs> about the term aliens but you know then again i mean what the fuck do i know i'm I'm a white woman i mean i don't i don't face racism so
1: right there's that aspect of it yeah, too right. we're like i get that that word has multiple meanings and you know, I don't know whatever
0: i call them ultra anyway so what the fuck does that matter if i think the alien's a bad word
1: i just, I just refer to them as the little doctors that live in the closet what the little doctors that live in the closet
0: you had a weird childhood
1: because they come out of the they come out of the closet they 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 examine you
0: and they're doctors
1: (laughs) and they go back in the closet the little blue doctors
0: you know what we don't kink shame here whatever (laughs) that was really all i had um there hasn't been much going on in in the fortian world we did just have two planets come out of retrograde and that's why probably a lot of people were feeling like shit and it's probably why you still feel like shit because even though the planets go direct doesn't mean that we feel it right away so you got about another good week of feeling like shit so i was
1: gonna say when is this stuff over
0: congratulations for making it that far it just depends Mm -hmm. retrogrades aren't necessarily a bad thing i mean they're bad if you haven't been doing the work but who of us is really doing the work i mean most what's of us. what's the all. work what
1: do i need to do shit i didn't know that we had homework for this what's yeah
0: you, you, i mean doing the work is just uh you know your inner self going going in, inside yourself and figuring out what things you need to fix and you know things like that and you're going to keep having those lessons over and over again you know and in a big way universally until you learn them so get your shit together for the next retrograde because it'll be bad if you don't
1: so
0: that's just what it is it's just a time of reflection i mean that's all it is it's introspection it's it's fine but you still got about another week of this shit so enjoy it um because <laughs> you're in the we're in the shadow of the retrograde because time doesn't again just because it goes direct doesn't mean it hits us right away so and it won't immediately so there's a, little, there's a little, random astrology lesson there for you guys.
1: I have no idea what the fuck you were talking about. Bob. That's
0: okay. That's fine. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't have the spoons to explain it. Yeah, not, <laughs> I really don't. So, the You <laughs> gotta yourself. The, the spoons. spoons? Yeah. I yeah, tell you what, why don't, why
1: don't why don't one of our listeners, you know, message me to talk about something besides trans porn and kiss for once and. Clue me in on and, and this astrology stuff. I Explain
0: would... the pa- well. Good luck because it's really personal and it's not really something that you can be clued in on. It's like something that you you have to kind of learn by yourself. I yeah. know that's weird, but it makes sense what you dig into it. You got to break apart your own birth chart, figure out how your planets affect what and where exactly, and your aspects and your ratios and your houses and your. It's like a lot. It's like a whole ass uh, thing. But start with spoon theory. Um, because apparently you've never heard that term before, but spoon theory is a thing, and it's really cool. Look up spoon theory, you guys, um, if you don't know about it. It's 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 an accurate way to basically describe doing things as somebody that's neurodivergent. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna stop now. Oh, I know
1: what you're talking about. I've it's, I've heard that before. Well, it's spoon spoon theory, yeah, yeah, because oh, yeah. I've seen that on people's like Twitter profiles where it's where it talks about spoons and shit and it's like sometimes the spoon does this and sometimes the spoon does that right no no all right never mind don't listen
0: to me <laughs> just look up spoon theory it's fine anyway um gosh we're already so far in this episode without even telling a single spoopy spoopy story what happens? <laughs> happening? Um, it's okay. Uh, as as you can tell from you know this this uh title here, we're going to be discussing our um our own uh you know spooky stories that we grew up with. Uh, different things. Maybe they're local. Maybe they're not. I th- I believe a lot of these probably. A lot of people think that a lot of the things they grow up with are simply local. Um, And then when you kind of start digging into it as an adult, you find out that it's really not. Kind of everybody has their own version of of this story. Um, I hear that a lot as an adult. Uh, I'll hear about people talk about certain cryptids or something like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's only here. I was talking to somebody about the Dog Man. And somebody was like, well, Dog Man's just a Michigan, like, it it started in Michigan. It's a Michigan thing. Like, the fucking Dog Man did not start in Michigan. If you really want to dig down the Dog Man rabbit hole... It started in Egypt with Anubis, but um and probably even further than that, you know, so <laughs> Michigan does not own the dog man um but you know I, I I think that that's interesting and i'm I'm excited to talk about some uh some spooky stories, but pat you you know you you're a Chicago native, are not you lived in Chicago your whole life, haven't you
1: yeah yeah
0: so you i mean I'm sure you guys have a lot of um you know scary stories why don't you go ahead and share one that you've always heard growing up
1: so i have like i have like a uh a big i i probably formatted this wrong i probably should talk about this in advance uh so i kind of did a deep dive into um a couple things that are all interconnected but i guess the the first one that we'll start talking about is uh resurrection mary and that is a ghost story that is. Uh, super super prevalent here in in the Chicagoland area to where like you could you could ask my mom you know who well that's probably a bad example you could ask you could ask most people's like parents if they've ever heard of it or or what their experience with Resurrection Mary is, and uh, they'll know they'll not only know the story but they might even claim to have a friend or know somebody who knows somebody who uh had an experience with her as well right. And Resurrection Mary is a um, kind of a vanishing hitchhiker type story. Uh, it's a type of folklore that is known from many cultures since the 1930s. Several men driving northeast along Archer Avenue here in Chicago between the Willow Willowbrook Ballroom and Resurrection Cemetery have reported picking up a young female hitchhiker. This young woman is dressed somewhat formally in a white party dress and is said to have light blonde hair and blue eyes. Uh, There's other reports that she's wearing a thin shawl, dancing shoes, carries a small clutch purse, and possibly she's very quiet. When the driver nears Resurrection Cemetery, the young woman asks to be let out, whereupon she disappears into the cemetery. And the story goes that Mary had spent the evening dancing with her boyfriend at the Willowbrook Ballroom, and at some point they got into an argument. She stormed out. Uh, As she ran away from the ballroom, she was hit by a hit-and-run driver on Archer Avenue, and uh, was killed, right? And her parents had found her the next day. They were grief stricken. They buried her at nearby Resurrection Cemetery wearing a beautiful white dancing dress and matching dancing shoes. The hit and run driver was never found. And this was back in the thirties and over the years, even today, if you're driving down that stretch of road, Archer Avenue, um, people say that sometimes they, they see her on the side of the road and they'll stop and they'll let her in the car or sometimes she'll just appear in the back seat while they're driving and um you know you had said that like sometimes you think that these these uh urban legends are native to a specific area but they actually are kind of more commonplace and spread out i mean this even makes mention of the vanishing hitchhiker type of ghost story so obviously there's elements elements of this that are repeated uh in other areas or whatever but i know this one is very specific to us and i actually the, the the manic pixie dream ghouls mentioned her specifically by name in an episode not too long ago so i'm pretty sure that this uh this legend is known of outside of chicago but i can't really vouch to how popular it is outside of here because i live here but i could say here it's very very popular
0: that's very interesting because you know i just i I was curious (laughs) so while you're telling it I'm, i'm looking it up and uh we i mean we have the same story with the same name and everything <laughs> so that's really weird
1: <laughs> for in your area
0: yeah resurrection mary here it is
1: and what's that say
0: i mean pretty much everything that you just said well i
1: can't name the ballrooms and the cemeteries i mean that would be a red flag right there it dear.
0: sure does aren't your Ave, avenue that's no time. no no no
1: no fuck that in, in ohio
0: in ohio hold on stop i'm not done yet uh i'm reading about it resurrection mary was known as mary Bre- uh Bre Brigavy. Bre- gravy um she was returning from o henry ballroom uh the ballroom uh oh she was buried in resurrection cemetery the ballroom uh the name was later changed to willowbrook ballroom right. um yeah exact same story but ohio
1: no that's absolutely not true
0: that's, i'm telling you
1: i okay, I do not nice. believe that i i you're misreading something or i
0: okay no, no.
1: It, okay so google resurrection cemetery in what town in ohio let
0: me look it up resurrection cemetery hold on columbus columbus ohio i don't
1: fucking believe this for a second <laughs> is. this is insane <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm telling
1: you, this is a Chicago fucking story.
0: I'm telling you, Columbus, Ohio. It's part of a Catholic church. 9571 North High Street.
1: <laughs> I see. Okay, I see that you have a resurrection cemetery, but if I do Resurrection Mary, Columbus, Ohio, nothing pops up.
0: Resurrection Cemetery, well, because it's not technically Columbus it's Lewis Center, it looks like, and I don't know, we probably have more than just the one from what I'm finding. Resurrection Cemetery, Resurrection, Catholic Cemetery, um, I think that, we have a couple of them.
1: Yeah, it's a very common name for a cemetery.
0: It seems It seems to be very popular, but, <clears throat> so when you look up resurrection mary in ohio what's funny was that i wasn't even i wasn't looking for um resurrection mary i was just looking for hitchhiker stories um but yeah no it sure is i mean it comes the story comes up it comes up under chicago too but
1: dude it's a chicago story i i i don't want to derail the whole (laughs) derail the whole episode by turning this into a 15 minute argument about whether or not it's native (laughs) native to chicago or not I, I invite the listeners to do the the legwork yourself, but I trust me, it's
0: native. You guys here. have Resurrection Mary in your state? Let us know. Seven seven three five nine weird. Um but no, I actually just had a uh I, I had a report, um a paranormal report a couple of uh weeks ago and um and uh you know it it was about basically the same thing. I mean it was about a hitchhiker um somebody had shared a photo with me of this weird ghostly like person that was in Huber heights ohio um they said that it was actually they were facetiming their friend and um when that happened uh they saw this lady walking on the road at like two o'clock three o'clock in the morning and they pulled over to try to talk to her and she didn't speak to them she just continued to walk and they said that they saw the whole thing happening on facetime plus they had the picture um, I don't know if that's you know I don't know if that's a genuine story or just because you know it's spooky season and people are just trying to have fun but um, yeah I, I, I thought I think that would be this that would be a good place to insert this locally I guess as a local investigation I'm still trying to figure out what road it was on um, we're having a hard time kind of finding out but not really because in the picture you can see like road work signs and stuff but then again that's also most of Ohio so I don't know um, but yeah that, yeah anyway nice that's all i had to say about that but uh you know we also have the you know we have the faceless hitchhiker as well sometimes it's a man sometimes it's a woman um you know hitchhiking i mean there's multiple multiple stories attached to this kind of just across ohio and different roads and things like that so um that's pretty cool um you know yeah i don't know should i share one now yeah yeah my turn okay i'll go um one that i have that's like super local um that i didn't know about until in my teens was um the witch's tower and uh or sometimes called frankenstein's castle now my my actual friends that listen to the show they know exactly what i'm talking about um but (laughs) it is uh located in kettering ohio um right off of patterson boulevard and um it is just this weird concrete tower um in the middle of this park it's now it's part of the uh, Dayton Metro Park so it's just kind of on this path and it just it looks super creepy but uh you know the story is that you know you'll see a woman standing on top of it sometimes a ghostly woman who jumps off the top or if you park in front of it uh somebody will try to come up and open up your car doors and nobody's really there or you'll hear there's somebody footsteps whatever anyway all that stuff um the interesting thing about this is that uh somebody actually died there um so a couple went to the tower and this tower again it's just a tower i mean it's like two stories um but inside of it is just a a metal spiral staircase that goes up to the top and there's no roof on it there used to be a very long time ago there used to be a roof on it but there's not anymore and um so this this young couple went to go escape the a storm, so they went inside of the tower and when they got there um they were on the stairwell and it was struck by lightning and the girl died the guy lived, but the girl died, and that's one hundred percent true um so now of course, people say that the ghost of this girl haunts this place, and you know whatever I mean we go out there all the time just to take cool pictures and stuff, but it's um you know it's whatever so right right up the street from that is also the patterson statue um so it's a statue of i don't know some famous dead guy and uh it's him on a horse and it's huge but it's also it's not just a statue it's a fountain and um i've heard rumors that allegedly the bodies of that guy and his horse are both inside of that statue i don't know if that's true or not but that's what i've heard so that's another. like they
1: bronze the corpses or something
0: I don't know if they, if they did that or just entombed them within it. Because it's a big structure. Like I said, it's not just a statue of a horse. It's like a whole big thing. like a big. Th- it's a big fountain. So, I mean, there's doors to kind of get in and out of it. And so, you know, I just heard tell that you know, maybe they're inside of there. Um, so, I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, maybe some of it was built with his ashes. I don't know um but yeah hills and dales that's what's called hills and dales park it is you know and again they're both on the same road on each other with each other um <clears throat> it's just a, an overall spooky place so that's the witch's tower frankenstein's castle realistically yeah. it was probably built by uh by like a boy scout group or something like they really don't know it's just a big watchtower it's abandoned nobody uses it now it's all boarded up there used to be a big door and you, like i said you can go inside um, but it's boarded up i've heard people say a lot that the spookiest thing about it is that it smells like piss on the inside so there's that <laughs> <laughs> it's littered with beer cans and piss <laughs> of course like- <laughs> a lot of people have probably gotten pregnant there <laughs> It was like my teenage
1: bedroom, littered with beer cans and piss and fucking.
0: (laughs) A lot of people got pregnant there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I uh, I don't, I never got to go inside of it. Um, but they had just sealed it off just a couple of years before you know my time of going. But a lot of my older friends, like they've been inside. Um, uh, my my friends, they report, they have a story where they saw these weird lights, um, right outside of the tower, and they took off and now some of them say that it was just police flashlights and some of them say that it was probably something supernatural or weird i don't know what it is but anyway that's what they all they were all fucked up on on drugs and and you know piss and beer cans i don't know um but <laughs> so that's my witches tower story nice oh, where's that one
1: um I wanted to kind of to double back and talk about the actual road itself that Resurrection Mary, my Resurrection Mary, not your bastard knockoff fucking Ohio Resurrection Mary. But uh, my Resurrection Mary, uh, as I stated, kind of travels up and down Archer Avenue. And that road itself has kind of a historical significance to the area. Um, it was uh, the, the area that the, the, the street itself runs through is basically from downtown chicago southwest into uh the suburbs right and it's like one of the original chicago streets and the reason is that it predates the city itself and was actually a trading route that native americans used to come in from the plains and bring whatever they were bringing to um the lake michigan area right and uh, I, I have a quote here that I'm going to read from um, Edward Shanahan, who's a Chicagoland paranormal researcher. One has to remember that Archer Avenue was a Native American trail, and much of Willow Springs at one time was very populated by the Native American tribes and known as Indian Village Number 23. What also adds to the possibility for the reason of this whole area's paranormal spiritual activity is that during the eighteen nineties and early nineteen hundreds Indian burial mounds and grave sites were discovered throughout the village and destroyed by early residents in the village these Those actions do not make spirits happy north of Archer Avenue is the Displains River. And shown on the deerskin map as Spring Lake, where fur trading would go on between Native Americans and the French traders, who traveled the Desplaines River. Less than a mile northeast of that, you find the Native American Healing Waters. Uh, this is just an example of the possibility of all the way the spirit activities and willows. Okay, so the Willisburgs area itself is very haunted, and I'll get to that like in my next segment. But the other notice like besides you know uh, Archer Avenue. Willow Springs Resurrection Cemetery, the O Henry Ballroom, another thing that's located just a little bit further south and west on Archer Avenue is Argonne National Laboratory, and Argonne National Laboratory is the place where basically they built the first like four or five of uh let me make sure I get this right because otherwise I'm just selling all the fuck I'm talking about um it turned out nuclear reactors in the 40s and 50s. So, like the Chicago Piles, like one through four, all of the 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 first nuclear reactors that were part of the Manhattan Project, they were tested and built in this area, Argonne National Labs on Archer Avenue, and then transported to UIC, and then uh, some went to Iowa and some went to like Nevada where they did like all the testing and stuff out there. And the woods surrounding Argonne National Lab are supposed to be haunted as fuck too. And I had a high school teacher that was, a, uh, he, was our, he was our chemistry teacher. I didn't have him in, in my class, but my friends did. I had a different teacher. Um, and he worked at Argonne. And he would tell us that, like, you know, people would always talk about seeing, like, floating orbs and stuff and in the woods at night. And that uh, there was also a lot of reports of, like, spirit animals that they would see running around the woods. And they found out that some of that was actually, because of all the crazy shit that's buried there, there was, like, a bunch of white deer that had mutated and were living in the area. Huh. And that these were, like, actual, like, physical, like, animals. Like, they were, there was nothing paranormal about them except they were, like, mutations. And that, like, a lot of the weird shit that people spotted, like, when they would, oh, we saw phantom deer. No, they were just, like, mutant deer. And that eventually they had to come in and like sweep the area and like kill them all because they didn't want them fucking populating. And it was like just bad press and shit. So I always, whenever I see those correlations, this kind of goes back to like your Wright Patterson stuff how like you know that there's crazy scientific shit going on there, but then you also have all these reports of like ghosts and like stuff. But then you also know that the whole thing is built on an, <laughs> on an Indian burial ground, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like this Venn diagram. Of like like it's a really fucking weird area. Um and that's where we'll leave it for now and you can get to your next thing. Wow. You have any questions
0: No, an no, I mean that's absolutely not. Um, you know, that's well, I and mean, that does sound very similar to to like right pat. Um you know, of course the, the big uh the big Wright pat story that we had all always grown up with was, you know, hangar 18 is hangar 18. And that's where they store the, that's where they stored the Roswell crash. And, um, you know, that's not really just a local thing, but locally, you know, like we talked about before with the episode, um, just generally being around, you know, right pat air force Base is, is that, you know, there's a lot of weird shit that goes on over there. Um, a lot of people report living in the area and just weird electrical disturbances and, um you know allegedly the the museum itself is like super haunted with the ghost activity one of the houses there is really haunted like on the base and you know all the technology and things like that um and, i mean just reach in and and you know pull out whatever you want from that bag uh you know every story is there ever and um you know that's just something that uh that we all just kind of grew up with knowing it's just kind of common knowledge that like, cause it's not even just like stories. It's not like, Oh, this happened. And everybody's like, eh, didn't that happen? Or did it not really happen? Everybody just kind of accepts that the base is a really weird place. And living around the base makes it really weird. You know, I've got some people that swear that they fuck with the weather over there and all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, that's, that's another one. Um,
1: it is interesting hmm. how, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh,
0: go ahead. No, go ahead.
1: How, how easily we like adopt, like we're very quick to um we're very quick to adopt these stories like it, it, as much as like you would you would think your average person is uh you know biased towards being skeptical if you look at the prevalence of these like urban legends and like local culture ghost stories we're really not like we 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 are we do accept a certain amount of weirdness into our daily lives Right. And when you talk about stuff like, you know, these stories that like everyone knew growing up, uh, our parents told them, our grandparents told them and we just kind of accepted them. It's interesting that we're not a more open minded culture, you know.
0: That's true. I mean, I would definitely agree with that, Um, you know, for sure, Um, because like I said, a lot of it is just kind of i mean i don't know then again like I, you know i was always one of the weird kids anyway so i hung out with other weird kids and that's the kind of shit that we talked about so, Like, maybe it's not that normal like maybe it's just fucking us weirdos you know i don't know um i can't compare it to anything and uh
1: that's true
0: you know that's just kind of how it is when i was young um we went to because i'll be honest when i was like a kid kid like none of this shit affected me I didn't know anything about ghosts and stuff like that i didn't get into this shit until my like my preteens and even then like i didn't get into ohio lore until like i was old enough to have friends that could drive you know and um you know it just wasn't that wasn't my thing i didn't sit around in my room and study for hours on end you know i'm not uh i wasn't that person um you know and until later in life and um so i didn't grow up with a lot of this stuff but when i was younger my mom took took uh we went to this place i had to do this school project or whatever my mom took me and a friend to a local place called george rogers uh clark park and um i don't really still know who george rogers clark is i don't really know what the park itself is i went once as an adult and i got really confused and we left and uh but when, when we went and i was a kid my mom um she was making it sound like the place was like super spooky and she's like you know it's scary down there there's ghosts down there and she and she was like telling this like horrifying tale i was probably like nine or ten and she's like starting to like tell these like super scary stories to be my friend on the way up there and she was like but worst of all she's, like there's something even worse down there and nobody ever talks about it she's like but this is 100 percent true she's like now all those other stories i don't know i'm not sure if they were true or not i can't tell you that but this one i can tell you for a fact because i've seen it with my own eyes she's like when you when you go down there you have to watch out for the gay people <laughs> We are like what what <laughs> she's like Uh-oh. that's where the gay people hang out at is at george rogers clark park and they sit around there and they make out and they do their stuff or whatever so like i don't know We're well, like hot. that's hot you yeah know, my <laughs> mom was like talking about the gay people hanging at the park so we're like hanging out we're like walking around the place there's a bunch of old structures and things i don't again i have no idea what this place is i should probably I didn't intend on telling this story. Um, so I probably should have talked to, you know, probably should have looked that up sooner. But it's like getting dark outside and like me and my friend are walking around and like, we heard some noise, like we heard somebody scream, like legit heard somebody scream, but they were probably just, I don't know, teenagers being,
1: getting scared, fucked you know? in the ass.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And my mom stops. And she's like she's like, oh, it's the gay people.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, so, you know, we love, my mom doesn't hate gay people, by the way. I'm very gay and she knows this. Um, but <laughs> since I'm mostly gay and she knows this and, uh, anyway, um, George Rogers, Clark Park, so the gay people hang out.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I got to admit when we were, uh, when we just got our, when we, when, we, when me and my friends like just got the ability to drive, like when we all turned 16, um, the, one of the first things we did was go to the North side of Chicago. So if you're not from Chicago, the South side is like very blue collar working class. It's where I grew up the north side is way more urban and um i mean it's like it's a lot of like apartments and like three flats and uh it's where um it's like where the punk bars are and like where boys town is and stuff like that and it's it's just more artsy you know i guess if you were to divide the city you would say oh the south side is like blue collar working class and the north side is artsy transplants a lot of people like when they move to chicago after college if they're coming from iowa or they're coming from kansas or they're coming from ohio or whatever they when you move to chicago you're not going to move to The South side, you're going to move to the North side. The North side has like L's and public transportation. The South side really doesn't. It's like family homes and like stuff like that. So um, the first thing we did when we could drive is we would go up to like where the punk stores were, the record stores were and shit, which was kind of like very adjacent to Boys Town. And I can remember being 16 years old and walking through boys town to get to like the alley or like reckless records or threshold or something and um the level of excitement when you would like walk around and you would like walk past the store and they had a rainbow flag in the window and you're like oh my god there's gay people in there and like you'd be like all right it's cool or like you would walk around and you would see like like a like two dudes holding hands or something and you'd be like oh my god you know but it was never it, it, it was very titillating and it was very exciting but it wasn't like it wasn't like I was at the zoo, like like oh we're gonna look at these people, like I hope they do something. Gay. No, yeah, you no, know? I
0: mean, right, exactly. Especially when you're young and you're really starting to figure yourself out and you know, right. things like that. It's like a new, especially you know back then. I mean, for you, it was like more like the early '90s. For me, it was more like you know the begin the late '90s, early two thousands. Um, it was definitely a different time. You know? Yeah, it was definitely I, a different time.
1: But if someone had told us, like, don't go to that park. If there's gay people there like we would have gone to that park <laughs> like we would have 100 percent gone yeah. to that park like, and just to see what
0: she was just trying to be funny you know she's she wasn't trying to like be an asshole towards gay people it was just oh no
1: you want to talk about a different time okay you're me it's the early 90s when you're talking about your mom's pov she's coming from like what like the fucking 70s and shit like yeah they're, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're completely different time we're so, like yes I, I, i'm sure that woman has no hate in her heart but she's still you know yeah. they'll still say I mean, stuff like that That's we weren't afraid
0: genuinely of. afraid of gay people like I could, no I of course not it but you know it, but it was just you know it was that was like one of the first like uh, you know kind of like i said she was building up all these spooky scary stories and then that was the fucking punchline well there's also gay people there <laughs> it was, it paid off mom thanks <laughs> I'm telling it fucking almost 20 oh, pretty much yeah 20 years later on my podcast <laughs> right. but uh, you know I've always heard that that place is really weird um, but I don't know if that's just because I heard it from my mom or because I kind of just always knew it was or because I thought it was weird because there's gay people I don't know um, but maybe I should <laughs> well, anyway. they, they, tend,
1: they tend to inhabit the shadows <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you know that's that's a strange place that we have. Um, you know another another super spooky place that is we kind of can't ignore. Um, personally, is well, um, um, oh God, Ohio State Reformatory. It's the Old Mansfield Prison, and the biggest reason why we can't ignore it is because um, a lot of a lot of things, a lot of big movies were filmed there. Like Shawshank Redemption was filmed there, and um, you know it's been featured on all these ghost hunting shows, and you know it's one of the most haunted places on the entire planet. Supposedly, Um, it's just an old prison. Uh, They do open it; you can go in for tours. It's like twenty-five bucks, and you can go in and walk around yourself, Um, or they do they open it up for like a haunted attraction every year they do have like a legit haunted house inside of the prison night which i guess is cool um i have not been yet but i will be going by the end of this year so that'll be nice um but not too far from it is also akron and akron's weird because it has Ohio, not ohio state university but ohio university and ohio university um used to be in a, in a an insane asylum and you know they now call that portion the ridges so it was uh, ridges uh insane asylum and um there's like a super old cemetery there with unmarked graves you know all kinds of fucked up shit happened but pretty much everybody that's ever gone to school at ohio ohio university um says that it's super fucking haunted i mean all kinds of there's allegedly a room where somebody killed themselves in or something a dorm room or something where they killed themselves in there and like the wall and the floor still bleeds to this day oh wow yeah and uh so it's you know super scary it's really hard to get into it's not hard to get onto the actual campus itself it's the actual buildings that are difficult to get into they want like a lot of fucking money to tour that place they think they're hot shit and that pisses me off but um you can still get to the ridges you can hang out there. There's an observatory um, if you keep following the road. If you, if you stop at the ridges, which is the cemetery now, the ridges, um, if you stop at the at the ridges and you keep following that road up, you get to the observatory and you go up there and hang out. It's a really nice view. But in Akron, Ohio, or I guess right outside of it, I'm not entirely sure if it's in or, in or right outside, there's the Serpent Mound. And, yeah. you know, we've talked about this on the show before, kind of. Um, I want to
1: see that, yeah.
0: And it is really cool. It's just a big snake, you know, that's been carved into the ground, but it's always, always been there.
1: And it's no old way. as fuck. It it predates most modern archaeology
0: uh right.
1: ar- whatever uh like theory. Like it goes back like a hundred thousand like hundred and fifty thousand years, something crazy. We don't like even that.
0: know exactly yeah. who it belongs to. I mean right now it belongs to you know the in, indigenous americans and the native americans because we don't know we don't know if it's theirs or not we just assume that it is because they were here before we were and so therefore and the snake was too so <laughs> you know we're just assuming it's theirs um you know so they they it's their land now and they own it um but it's a super cool place obviously a little really high energy there um because it's just really old and it does have some type of meaning to it and Ohio's not really a stranger to these kinds of mounds we also have We just call them the the mounds and they're just giant burial mounds that are all over the state and we got multiple ones yeah and all these like super important people are stuck into these giant fucking hills and those hills are literally just filled with skeletons
1: (laughs) i uh i had a i had a friend um who actually I interviewed on my old podcast and she was an archaeologist and she worked for like Motorola or AT&T or something. And her whole job was like when they put up these cell towers in these like rural areas is to do surveys and um, basically make sure that they're not building, you know, these cell towers through these burial mounds because these burial mounds are all over the, the Midwest, right? So yeah. if you're going to do like a string of cell towers or power lines or something that go across like, you know, 100 miles, in the middle of ohio you you really need someone to go out and check that whole entire area because it's very likely that you could hit one of these things right and if you know you need to plan around it because those the indigenous people have a claim those are their mounds yeah and you know if anything is unearthed during the construction part it's basically too late you're the whole thing gets shut down they come in they own that land and let's say you built four or five towers and this was tower this area was tower number six right well guess what everything's fucked up now and you got to hope that you can build around it so it, it's a very it's a it's, it's a a very important job that like a lot of companies spend a lot of money sending these people across the midwest to check all these different areas and they find these things all over the place
0: oh yeah, it's,
1: yeah it's it's I'm not acting like it's a nuisance for us. I'm glad these things exist, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm glad yeah. that we're I'm glad that we're treating them with respect. But uh,
0: you know, when somebody you, to do that, yeah,
1: yeah. When you talk about us building up the infrastructure of this country, you got to remember there was a people here that were here a lot longer than us that that buried their dead all over the you know the joke about the the Midwest itself is one giant Indian burial ground. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's yeah. what it is. You know,
0: I mean, as gross as that is, it's it's fucking true. I mean, and yeah, I mean, like I said, here we, we definitely have a rich history of, of things like that. Um, and so, but but Serpent Mound is, is something a little bit different. I don't know if anybody's buried in there. I don't think anybody's ever really checked because then you'd have to dig it up. And everybody's kind of too scared to do that. And I don't blame them. Don't fucking do that. Don't bring that bad juju here. Right. Um, you know, but uh, no, it's a really cool place. So just kind of that whole area right there. Like I said, you got Mansfield Prison or, you know, house State Reformatory, whatever you want to call it you've got fucking you got the ridges over at you know ohio university and then you've got the fucking serpent mountain just kind of in that one area but not just that you know uh not too far from there is of course where the because i have to bring i can't talk about ohio lore and not talk about this is where um a majority of the mothman sightings took place um in ohio not not just you know Point a lot of people don't realize this there were more mothman sightings in ohio than there was west virginia and it was it was you know again i've said it before but i'll say it again it was a it it was an ohio journalist who coined the term the mothman um so of course you know that legend's kind of always been around it's i'll be honest with you it's not one that I, i necessarily grew up with exactly but i feel like i probably heard more about the mothman because i live in ohio you know people mm. you know when i started working on this documentary i realized that like people in other countries don't know who the fuck the mothman is unless they're already like into this you know goofy shit um <laughs> you know they don't know who that is so they um you know people don't don't know who it is but you know it's it, it it started here i mean the mothman stuff pretty much started in this area so of course you know there's that as you know a local a local story um and then we also have uh woodland cemetery woodland cemetery is a big one it's it's in dayton ohio um the reason why it's so important is because a lot of really important people are buried there um and it's huge it's a huge cemetery i mean the wright brothers are 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 buried there and you know again anybody who's anybody's fucking buried there in ohio and um you know but it has its own spooky stories there's this one grave in particular um that a lot of people like to visit it has its own kind of ghost story surrounding it because the headstone um, is actually a carving of a boy and his dog. This little boy drowned, and, and and this is true, this little boy drowned, and his dog was so devastated that he died that the dog wouldn't leave his grave and stayed there until he died. And so they ended up commemorating the dog also with the boy um, and built a statue there. And so there's a lot of sadness, you know, kind of in the air in general. And um, so it's got tons of stories, you know, disembodied voices and footsteps and mm-hmm. shit being thrown at you and demonic entities and just anything and everything that you can think of in a cemetery is that Woodland Cemetery. Uh, but it's a beautiful place. It's the highest point in Dayton, Ohio. So if you go to the top of it, um, it's it's also built. Actually, it's a, gi- it's a giant mound itself. It's a huge hill. And uh, if you go to the top of it, um, you can see all of all of Dayton. And it's a great site. People get married and stuff on the top of uh, <laughs> Woodland Cemetery. Um, because they've just made it so great. And uh you can see Woodland Cemetery and pretty much most of my modeling pictures that I do is taken at Woodland. So it's a pretty popular spot. Um but I'll stop talking now. Pat, what else you got? Yeah, you named some ones that I really wanted to hear about. What are you talking about? I don't know. You were naming some stories that I didn't know anything about.
1: Which ones?
0: Like, who the fuck is homie the clown? <laughs>
1: homie the clown all right let me let me let me finish up my uh archer avenue fucking trilogy here uh okay. all right so the my first so all of this stuff is is kind of centered around the little village of uh, willow springs and um my uh willow springs in in, in this area um uh, it's it's kind of famous for a couple different things one of them is the ashbury coffee house which i'm sure um people that are from here that are listening that heard me mention they go oh i know there's a coffee it was a real big hangout it still is it's been around for i mean it's been around had to be longer than i have but as long as i since high school i know kids have been hanging out there and it's a coffee house but they have open mic nights they do there's a small venue upstairs where you can do a band can play or you can put on an improv show or a comedy show or something like that so people have like little events there and stuff there's acoustic nights there's open jam nights open mic nights um you know it's kind of like a hub for kids like coffee houses are very big in this neighborhood when i was growing up they still are today uh Pool halls in the nineties, but not really so much. I don't think it's, it's it's cool to play pool as much as it used to be, but kids still, you know, hang out at coffee houses. And that place is supposed to be haunted as fuck. Um, not too far from there is this place that me and my friends used to refer to as the upside down crucifix house. And this was a house that was in the woods in Willow Springs. It was kind of, it's a very wood, woodsy area in general. And, um, you know, you go down a couple side streets, you take a couple turns, and you find this giant house. Uh, it's a mansion. I, I later found out that it's known as the Dietrich Mansion, and I'll, I'll give you a history of that in a minute. But my understanding of it when I was growing up and we used to drive past it is that um, it was a house that it's, and it's built with, like, upside-down crucifixes into um the house's design right so like all of the there's like pointed steeples by the windows right and they have like upside down crosses right and it's just kind of like built into the architecture a little bit and um it's not nothing anything like overtly like satanic there's not like you know a giant inflatable devil coming out over the roof or anything but there's all these like weird upside down crucifixes built into it and um we would drive past it and we would look at it and everybody knew about this in the area right so like me and my friends used to like you know when we were in high school we would like smoke joints and then drive past it and stuff like this and if you didn't have anything to do on a Thursday night especially like around Halloween time you'd be like let's go drive past the upside down crucifix house and we get in the car and we drive out to Willow Springs which is you know probably about 15 minutes away from where I grew up and we would drive past it and that would be it. And then you would come home. <laughs> like There wasn't, you know, sometimes like some people would say they would get out, and they would sneak up to it <clears throat> and, you know, stuff like that. But we never did. We just drove past it. And you could meet kids from other high schools and, and other groups of friends and you would bring that place up. And a lot of times they would know about it too. And they would have their own stories, right? And when I was out of high school, when I was probably like 1920, I was at a party of the girl I was dating at the time, her cousin, and we're sitting around. I don't know, just drinking and talking, and someone brings up the upside down crucifix house, and I'm, oh my god, I went. We used to drive past there, and she tells me this story of her and her girlfriends. Now these these kids were like kind of like richer than us. It was it was out in the suburbs, and they had like an in-ground pool and stuff and they had a convertible right so they went so this group of girls went to the upside down crucifix house to drive past it and while they're driving past it and they stop and they're looking at it a car comes out from the garage and starts following them and they're driving away and the car is following them and they had been smoking weed or whatever and they're kind of driving and you know the car is just right behind them and they get to the point where they pull up to the stoplight and the car pulls alongside them and there's an old man in them in the car and they're freaking out because they're in a fucking convertible and i just remember this girl telling me that like she was like having like the worst panic attack in her life because she never realized how like when you I I've <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience driving around in convertibles, but like, you know, it's kind of like a neat experience. Like the wind's blowing through your hair, the top's down, blah blah blah. But to be in that situation and to be at a stoplight in the middle of nowhere, in the in the middle of the night, and you're fucking stoned off your ass and you're in this convertible, and there's this car next to you with this creepy old guy who's like just following you and she said it was like the worst she was she's never been so scared in her whole entire life and this guy basically followed the girls around and they didn't know what to do this is kind of the time before cell phones too so um they're driving around and uh eventually they drove to a police station and they just pulled into the parking lot because they didn't know where else to go or what else to do and uh the guy just kept going and doing like talking to more people and like doing a little bit of research on it so the story that i had heard about this house growing up was that somebody like a doctor had bought it and then killed his family and gone away and that his brother now lives there and his brother chases people off because there's always people driving past the house wanting to take pictures of it or sneaking onto the property or doing whatever right and he also had like a lot of bicycles on the porch and shit too like he it, like it was it was the house was kind of in disrepair um but he kept like a lot of weird junk around like it had a very weird vibe to it definitely besides all the fucking you know upset on crucifixes and shit and um the guy would go out of his way to scare, he would like just scare kids off if they ever got too close. And, you know, the stories about him like pulling shotguns on people. If you were like, went up to it on foot or anything, or you went up during the day, chase you off. And that, you know, if he saw you driving past or you were parked out front, he would get in his car and then come out and kind of tail you and scare you off. Um, Now I did some research online and that's how I was able to find out that it's actually known as the Dietrich mansion. And there's, there's not a lot on it, but if you Google that, there's a YouTube video or Dietrich, yeah, Dietrich Mansion, um, D-I-E-T-R-I-C-K. Uh, there's a, there's YouTube videos of it where people go there and they take videos and they, you know, whatever. And um, one, a, a lot of people that are local say, oh, it's really not that scary. And, you know, the guy that lives in there, he's more or less okay. He's weird and he's a loner, but he's pleasant enough um and they also suggest that the that the reason that it's in the kind of weird disheveled state of disrepair that it's in is because it was a stop on the underground railroad and that it's got some kind of h- historical significance and it's actually like a landmark and it can't be modified or repaired or torn down or anything which i don't i don't know that's just one of, one of the things i read online i don't know how much water that holds but um yeah i mean as far as urban legends go or local legends that was a that was as is, is kind of like innocuous as it is that was a big part of my my high school experience was driving past this place and uh i know that it was kind of it was very popular with other kids and uh yeah
0: very cool well, that sounds very similar to the um the the church in hell town that has um upside down crosses on it it's just a, a type of Design, you know, it doesn't, it didn't. I don't think, you know, obviously, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. But yeah, there's a church design like that in Helltown, which is uh Boston, Ohio. Not, I mean, that's another one that a lot of people know and uh, grew up with, is you know Helltown, of course, um, which we talked about before. i <laughs> talked about it at great length. Um, but not necessarily one that I grew up with. I didn't. I wasn't even aware that it existed until you know I, I was a doll, an adult. So I don't know. Um, but i mean i've i've heard of that before but the chasing people out and stuff that one sounds like um sounds like the lady on in uh on fudge road here which is a really f- another fu- another one that again i've told stories of plenty of times um fucking weird place um super haunted super haunted road super weird area it's right in the middle of dog van country here in ohio um where the the butter street werewolf uh lives or the beast of butter street or whatever you want to call it Um, there's supposedly a Bigfoot in that area. There's satanic cults. I mean, everything is is around Fudge Road. (laughs) So, you know, that's another one. But but there's a lady that'll chase you off, and like legit, she will chase you off. And people just say she's sick of being bothered. Um, but I've been chased off by the lady before. It's an old lady in a brown Cadillac. I don't even think she's alive anymore. We've tried to look into it, but it's it's hard to know if she's still around. Her house um still sits on the end of Fudge Road. And, uh, or the beginning, depending on what side you start on. And, uh, we were just there a couple months ago and we noticed that the light was on, but there were no Cadillacs in the driveway. So I'm pretty sure she died. So, with it, does the legend die? I'm not sure if she's not out there chasing people off the road, um, anymore, but. Yeah, there's,
1: there's a lot of, uh, satanic cult activity stories too. I actually, I don't know if I'm sending it through the right Facebook Messenger account because do you still have two Facebooks? No. Okay, good. That must be the right one. Um, but you know, one of those I, I had sent you those um, those Sun Times articles about like demonic, uh, satanic activities in in the woods around Chicago and O'Hare and the eighties. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there's another one. The one the one I sent you before I think had more to do with the North Side woods, like O'Hare. There's one about the South Side Forest Preserves by me, and it mentions Willow Springs specifically and talks about how it's a hotbed for satanic cult activity even though it's you got to read the story because it's it's like classic you know like hysteria panic because it talks about how police made this grisly discovery where they stumbled across uh you know a scene of like a satanic mass where there was altars and animal bones and the the trees were painted with blood and then, it, uh, <laughs> and then it, and then it, and then it says like in parentheses. Although the blood was later found out to be costume makeup, it's like, well, then they they weren't painted in blood well, now, were they? <laughs> it's fake blood. And, and, the, and the fact that someone used fucking costume blood and like this weird shit they were doing, they were literally probably making a fucking movie, oh, you know?
0: Or just, just talking with people. I mean, just because. Or I tell you what, they probably found. It doesn't mention that they found a rainbow flag in the area because it was obviously <laughs> the <to> gay people. <laughs> yes. It's just the gays. <laughs> doing
1: their, their butthole worshiping. <laughs>
0: doing, their, doing, their, doing their butt magic. It's fine. Not blood <laughs> but, magic, butt magic. It's butt
1: like, magic. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, the homie, the clown thing like this, I honestly, I would, I would love to hear listener feedback on this one. Cause I always, I was always under the impression that this was one of those Midwest like, tall let me, tales. Let me
0: stop you for a second. So Pat, me and Pat talk about this episode and uh, Pat starts kind of just rattling off some local things. And he's like, you guys have homie. He's like, you guys have homie, the clown, right? I was like, what the fuck is homie, the clown? No, I know who homie, the clown is. Okay. Right? It's a character. From In Living Color, yes. Right. And so, but this is not what you were talking about.
1: Well, s- supposedly somebody was dressing up like Homie the Clown, trying to lure kids into a windowless white van. Okay. And um, I've never found any, uh, it's always, if you Google it and you look it up, like when I was growing up, I heard that this was happening. And um, that it was real. And when I, when you go and Google it, it seems like it was this like urban legend that existed in Chicago and the surrounding areas for a couple, like it never happened. They never caught anybody. It was never, you know what I mean? It was, it was like leftover. Cause you got to remember, like when I was growing up, like Gacy wasn't that long ago.
0: That's what I was going to say. Is, is it because of Gacy? Is right. Well, there's, it's probably
1: because, yeah, it's probably like the, the psychic reverberations from Gacy mixed with Homie the Clown, mixed with just your average Southside racism. Um, but it, it, it's probably a combination of those things. But it never happened. But if you talk to people like my generation from, like, this area and you ask them about Homie the Clown, more likely than not, they'll be like, oh, I remember hearing about that. Um, and it's not true. You know, it's it's like like fact checked, verified Snopes bullshit, but it was it was it seemed very real in the nineties.
0: Well, and like well, like you said, um, you know, it could have been like carryover from Gacy. Lauren Coleman wrote wrote an amazing article about these weird kind of mass hysteria events that happen surrounding clowns every couple of years. Yeah, so hold on, Do, stop. So this was okay. before this was before twenty sixteen, way before twenty sixteen. And then in 2016, you know, he had kind of um, brought out that article again because we were having this weird brash of fucking clown sightings. Yeah. Like, what was up with that? Do you think people are actually seeing clowns?
1: Yeah, I think it. I think it. You know, because it happened. I mean, that happened. The 2016 wave happened. I believe. I mean, I guess you know we should. This should be next week's fucking episode. But like, I, <laughs> I, mean, or, I or we should because i i i remember seeing but maybe not maybe this i'm just fucking projecting no i feel like the 2016 wave happened and i feel like that was you know just people like copycats you know what i mean because there's so many like discordian pranksters and like i feel like there's people that did that
0: and and lauren and, and... And coleman talks about that but again he wrote this article before the 2016 clown clown flap clown gathering that's a juggalo thing isn't it um clown what do we call that what the fuck was that in 2016 everybody was seeing clowns a viral marketing
1: campaign for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) nobody talks about that shit anymore but no he, he he mentioned that um you know kind of copycat not just copycat people actually dressing up as clowns walking around town but like other stuff like um you know people faking sightings and things like that but that doesn't account for like groups of children going off in the woods and seeing groups of fucking clowns like i remember there's towns of people that were being fucking chased with weapons by these clowns and they were like trying to also chase down the the armed clown and like it was a big to do and like it was a big it was crazy it was fucking weird it was a weird occurrence and uh what was up with that shit maybe we will talk about that because I, i don't feel i feel like nobody fucking talks about that
1: it was uh okay so i mean if you google it like it's pretty much laid out pretty pretty easily i mean we can still do the episode about it but i mean like it's it's the it it, it's not gonna require a lot of investigation on our part it's gonna require google foo it's pretty much been explained it it was it was a group of people It started in england and then it moved to green bay and then it happened in chicago and then it kind of spread and it initially it was, it was three filmmakers doing viral marketing for a film that they were working on. And it was just one of those things that kind of captured the zeitgeist. And, you know, that's what happens when your marketing ca- campaign is that fucking good. Everyone remembers the campaign. No one remembers the product. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we remember the clowns. We don't remember what they were trying to sell us, uh, but they were trying to sell us something. And it just, it just, it it, everyone responded to it because the it remake was coming out um but if you're asking us like the bigger question like why do we have this reaction to clowns um i mean i think that is that's worth looking at too um you know it might be because of the fakeness because you know they have a painted smile on their face and we know that that's you know that's not really what's underneath um it could be because of it, you know, I was born in a world where it already existed, the, the Stephen King book. So I grew up in a world with with John Wayne Gacy was already the thing and it was already a thing. So when you ask me, why do people have this evil preoccupation with clowns? It's like, well, because of those two fucking things, these huge cultural milestones that painted clowns as being potentially evil and, and malicious, you know, although um, I did have a friend. That was a clown and uh she was really fucking weird okay.
0: she was
1: really into clown sex and i could i could we could do an episode on that if you ever want oh, right. i know she's not Here listening she moved on got married and moved on with her life.
0: And maybe mom, we I should uh her bring her on the show and ask so her about g- her clown sex
1: no 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 no, i'm sure she wouldn't do it because she thinks that clowns are maligned to get a bad name because she was a clown um but do you know that like when the you know how like the circus travels around like i don't even know if they do the circus anymore but like ringling brothers well, yeah. so you know they travel by train right
0: yeah yeah
1: because yeah, that's how that's how you remove like all these animals there's not like a caravan of like pickup trucks or like, or like, you know, semi-trucks going through your neighborhood with elephants in the back and shit. They transport them all via train. So when the Ringling Brothers Circus comes to Chicago for three weeks, the train pulls in somewhere, uh, you know, some secluded train yard, stops, and then they, they, they have trucks meet them at the train yard and then move the stuff the short distance from the tra- train yard to the venue, right? Okay. But the clowns and everyone and all the performers, they live on the train that's where they'll live off of for the next couple weeks while they're in town doing these performances. So the clown groupies (laughs) figure out (laughs) where they're staying, and they'll go to the train and try to meet the clown performers and then go on the train and have sex with all the clowns. Wow. Yeah.
0: Very interesting. I had no idea. That That sounds like a fucking
1: nightmare to me that
0: sounds like a thing that's for sure
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i my well my so my husband a lot of people don't know this i don't really talk about it a lot my husband was a carny like legit I... like, he, he traveled around with the fucking uh, i'm not gonna name who it is but um yeah i traveled around with carnival and you know i got to see the ins and outs and how that shit works let me tell you, a very toxic environment <laughs> yeah <a> <laughs> what uh
1: what can you share i mean I i not even like anything like super like damaging or like gossipy but like that's such a weird um well not i don't want to say weird but like just a a different existence that i would want to know everything about
0: i, I don't i mean I, I guess i don't really know what what to share about it um i mean it's not very topical just like i said i mean kind of similar even though they don't really you know the, the carnivals don't travel via trains they travel in like trucks and Yeah, yeah basically and so like they'll they'll um they'll kind of take the the like shipping containers and turn them into like dorms and you pretty much have a room big enough with just not even a twin size bed in it basically just a cot and like they have to keep all their clothes like on the bed or like they'll cover it or like they'll so they'll um they'll get a sheet and they'll put all their clothes like underneath the sheet and then like that's how they'll kind of contain it um lots of drugs lots of sex having sex with all these random people you know i don't know i don't know what you want to know about it um if you are most people like to work the games rather than the rides because you make money off the games that's why they're always trying to push the games off of you because you make commission off that um but if you're going to work one of the rides which again nobody wants to because then you have to deal with the repairs and you don't really make any extra money um you want to work on a ride that goes upside down because then you can go and pick up all the shit that falls out of people's pockets they get phones and money and i mean so if, if you are going to work a ride you're better off working a ride one of those upside down rides than you are working one of the games because you make a shit ton of money just picking the shit off off, off the ground so
1: so you like would join up with them somewhere and then they go out and then do the, how long do they stay on the road for?
0: Uh, well, it just depends. Like you can join different ones because you can join ones that run, uh, you know, there's different, there's different companies that you can work for. And there's like certain ones that will do like, um, like they'll only do state fairs or whatever. And like that, that's like the big of the big, cause those are the biggest events. So like you could travel around the country or you can do ones that are only through one state. So they'll only do, or they'll only do one portion of the states. Um, so it really just depends. Sometimes you can just kind of hit them up when they're local, um, so you can kind of go around to the certain town, you know, the little towns. Like here in, in Kettering, like I live in Kettering but I live in Dayton pretty much because there's Dayton 15 minutes away but there's Centerville 15 minutes away and Huber Heights 20 minutes away and Beaver Creek. So like all those will have like the same carnival will travel throughout it so you can do it for like a month or not. It's, it's very laid back. You don't wow. even necessarily have to stay. You could just go work for the night and go back home if you're in the area but if you end up staying on the you know in, in the shipping container if you um you know if you travel with them obviously or i mean you could always rent your own room if you really want to most of them don't
1: well yeah because you how you're not you're not driving your car behind this whole thing right i'd assume that you're riding in the trucks
0: you can if you want to some of them do some of them get rvs and that's how they travel wow but they don't charge you rent or anything so you've got pretty much all your regular living expenses paid but like you could eat i mean you need all the fair food you want or you can go to the local restaurants or whatever yeah so it is interesting um you know it was kind of interesting learning about it but yeah my (laughs) my ex-husband was a carny (laughs) of course
1: what uh what did he what did he do like
0: what he was he worked on the rides yeah and so they would, um, but they would tear these things. Let me tell you something about fucking carnival rides or, or just fair, fair rides. It's the same thing. The fair and the carnival are the same fucking thing. You're not getting better quality if you go to the fair. It's the same fucking people running their shit. And that shit is dangerous as fuck because these people build these things in a day. Right and i don't i think people don't really realize that like you don't fucking park your shit i mean i'm sure you've seen them traveling before they're all they're all part of like a trailer basically all the rides are a part of a trailer right. no they- no
1: there's there's they set it up uh if you're for the people from chicago if you're taking 57 south right off 119th street there's like a there's like a frontage road where they always set up the carnival and it's it's there all the fucking time in the summer it's got to be there three four times in the summer and you'll see them the day before they set up they'll all be parked there all the shit will be off to the side and then you see the way that it like kind of like it turns into like you know it's like a transformer where like the, the the trailers open up into these rides and everything kind of spins over and opens up and then boom and then it's there. And then they can, you can see how they pack it back up and they travel again. So that. Well, that... Does,
0: yeah. There's like a big piece. There's like one big solid foundational piece. That's why they all have wheels on, underneath them because they right. just hit That's you right. and travel. But it's like one big solid piece. So then like you open the actual container itself. And then there's all these teeny tiny pieces that they have to put together. And these people that you're trusting to put together, it ain't shit. And it ain't nobody. It's literally people walking up from off the fucking street going, hey, pay me $50 and I'll help you put this together because I need to go buy my fix real quick. And that's what they do. These aren't trained wow. professionals. These are just no, anybody and everybody. They don't give a fuck who you are. If you're willing to work, they'll put you to work. And they're going to pay a shit for doing it too. So, you know, that's that's what they'll do. And so, but when you're a ride operator, you know, it's a little bit different. So you're not totally responsible for tearing your shit down. Um, again, it takes a team of people sometimes. Some of the stuff you can't just, I mean, you can't tear down by yourself, first of all. It, none of it you can. Um, but it is fun to kind of watch them. I mean, try to do that. Try to catch a carnival if you can't catch it at the beginning when they're putting the shit up wait until the end catch it at the end the very last night that night they'll start they'll tear the shit down and you'll see it it's pretty cool to see a carousel like in pieces on the ground like it's really neat it's really neat to watch a bunch of dudes climb fucking 20 feet into the air on on you know a boat ride and watch them tear it down like it's dangerous they don't have the harnesses and shit just climb up there and do it. Like, Man. <laughs> I don't care, you know. And so it is fascinating. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like I said, these aren't built by professionals. They're just thrown together. You better figure that shit out while you're right there. You want to get your money for the night? You better do it. Did you so, ever travel with him? No, no, no he never. He didn't travel. By the time we were together, he didn't travel. Really, I was trying. I was pulling him out of it when we were, you know, getting together. And um, so I got the talent of it. But his best friend, his best friend stayed with them. Stay. He's. I think he still fucking does. I don't know if he does or not. Um, but he'll he'll go with them. He would go with them uh every summer and travel around with them. Um, he stayed with it for a long time. So we were familiar because sometimes he would go, like they'd be in town and he would go and help tear down the ride or put up the ride and you know, make his fifty bucks for the night or whatever. So
1: Did you meet him at the carnival? No. Oh,
0: all right. no, I didn't meet him at the carnival.
1: I was gonna say if you seduced him away from that lifestyle. No. That would be <laughs> I you that pulled him away. You're like, Come No, on. don't do the don't do the duck game.
0: I think, I think if it's just uh I think if it's just uh, done with it, honestly. You can, only I mean, do, you
1: can only sit there and run the Gravitron for so long before
0: you're are <laughs> done with it. No, they're all a bunch of whores. I mean that's another thing. You don't want to sleep in a fucking shipping container. So you'll meet somebody random at the fucking carnival and you go home with them that night when you get off work. Yeah. You know, or you'll go hang out in the local bar and meet someone there and have them take you home. I mean you're pretty much you're pretty much a nomad. So which is fine if you're into that kind of thing. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that personally, I couldn't stand hanging out with a lot of those people.
1: A lot of different personalities, I I assume.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but anyway, we're, we've gotten way off track. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> so, I think that means we're done. Um, <laughs> unless you had anything else you wanted to share.
1: No, I mean, we went over home. What else did I text you? I don't think I, I feel like that's everything.
0: I had you- forgotten about
1: Homie the clown.
0: You know, of course. You know, you, we got the regular thing. You know, same same stuff everybody else has. You get your Bloody Mary and your fucking uh, you know, whatever else people have. Just little things that you grew up with that everybody kind of knew about. um Sure. Everybody's got a crybaby bridge in every town, everywhere. You know, like I mean, what you know? Well, what kind of stories did you guys grow up with? Maybe you had something really specific to your family. Um, you know that that nobody else really followed or pat's apparently done he's playing music already so <laughs> that's um, true stop it wow and, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway um let us know what kind of things did you guys grow up with did you grow up with uh did you what about resurrection mary you guys got resurrection mary where you're from nope um, just in chicago <laughs> just, did you stop have, with that shit did you have homie the clown um you know what, what do you you got a witch's tower in your town let us know uh 77359 weird <laughs> but uh okay all right then well we'll see you guys here next wednesday